Amen. Good morning. Man, there's a sweet presence of the Lord here this morning. And uh, that's just going to continue and just going to increase. And, and let me just say this. Um, the Word says that the Lord works with us, confirming His Word. That means He pours out His love and His power on us. And He'll do it right now, right as we're just sitting in here. So I have great expectation that some of you are going to receive exactly what you need right here just sitting you're going to receive revelation you're going to receive healing you're going to receive simply why because we're preaching the word and we're worshiping god and god means what he says when he says i love you and you're going to have the chains break off you're going to and if that happens to you i want to hear about it i want to hear the testimony i want to know just those things that god other people need to hear that too and i'll tell you a couple of weeks ago we said um you know, I said, I believe that this is going to happen. I believe, and not only, that was kind of the starting point. And since that period of time, we've had so many blessings come through. I know of two jobs that got given uh, in the last two weeks, you know, just where God's poured out his favor. I know where we've had healing, where we've had financial miracles that have already happened just in the last two weeks. God's pouring out. But we play a part in that. And that is that we get our heart and our mind in the place where we are ready to receive. In other words, we're not sitting there going, mm, whatever, preacher. <laughs> we're sitting there going, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Because if he wants to give us, think about this. Did God have to pour out a spirit like the spirit that's so sweet this morning? Did he have to do that? So if he did that, particularly with a people that don't always do everything right, I mean, it, you know, Except for my wife, I think, right? That was good. Yeah, amen. So, but we don't. We always miss it, including her, and uh, include me. And yet, he still poured out that sweet, sweet spirit. Doesn't that show you something about his heart? And so, when we start moving into the place where we say, "Lord, just be who you want to be in our lives," we give him the ability to do just that—to be who he wants to be—and he will pour out his goodness and love. So, be in expectation of it. Amen. Amen. Well, I uh, had a couple of announcements today before we got started. I wanted to tell you about uh, last night. Uh, well, we shot the. Um, next episodes of the Connection Show, and it went great. It was so awesome. Those will be coming out this Saturday. Will be the next one. We'll have our, we have our new uh, set for the show. It looked awesome, man. God's just been pouring out on that, and uh, man, it was some great stuff, great material. But we got done. We went home, and uh, I turned on the message from this past Wednesday. Uh, talking about uh, winning faith projects. I think this was part three. I'm telling you something. That message is life-changing. I, I was sitting there going, my goodness, that's strong. That's strong. Ooh, that's strong. And, uh, you know, Nicole was like, Brian, it's you preaching. I'm like, but it is, you know. <laughs> it was good, you know. And, uh, you know, it's one thing to have that kind of revelation flowing and you be the one speaking it. But then when I go back to it, I already know what I said, and yet it still was hitting me in that kind of way. It just, it's life-changing. If you, I recommend, go to the website, watch that message again. It's life-changing. I, I, I was just sitting there going, 
How many problems are being solved simply by listening and watching this message? And it bunches, whoever will just apply those things. It's a lot of great stuff. So I just encourage you to go watch that. Um, and then also, tomorrow night is men's group. We have that every Monday night at uh, Blue Bay at 7 p.m. And I'm telling you, God is doing something special in that group. I mean, he is just, he is pouring out something. We Have we not been seeing the Spirit of God just show up and do some great stuff? So I just encourage you. It's an awesome, awesome meeting. And then this Wednesday, uh, Tracy Harris is going to be here for one night. And he's doing kind of a miracle breakthrough tour, and he's flying all over the place. And the Holy Spirit led him to ask me if he could come, and the Holy Spirit had already told me to say yes when he asked. So uh, it was the perfect setup. He's going to be here uh, on Wednesday. If you need a miracle, you need the power of God. And and here's here's one of the things. One of the things is we just go to God a lot of times when we have problems. Do you realize that you can avoid future problems if you will receive the blessing, the favor, and the anointing? In other words, whether you got problems or not, you need to be here. <laughs> and because let's say that he just releases you, releases some of that bondage. He flows in the power of the Spirit. Some of those chains fall off. Or even that doesn't happen. Just some of the favor of God is imparted to you. Well, that favor of God and that anointing goes forward in your life, in the calendar of your life, down your uh, road that you're on, and it starts solving problems ahead of time. So a lot of times I don't think we esteem enough the favor of God and the anointing of God and I can tell you that he carries it and I just want to show you this video we saw it Wednesday but this is a part of who he is here anybody been in a struggle anybody facing things that tried to stop you short Guess what the answer to be able to get your ability to see your way out is? Get out of the offense. Get rid of the sorrow. And start celebrating. You have a future. I've heard it several times. But we are called with the hope of his calling. We're not a bunch of little individual callings. We have one calling, and that's the calling of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the only call that matters and the only one that's going to be complete at the end before he says, go get them. The clouds are gathering, and the rain is falling. The glory storm is squalling, and where you've been crawling, you're about to break into a run because the greatest miracles of divine intervention you've ever seen have begun. Amen. Hallelujah. When God speaks of restoration, what's he talking about? Recreation of original intent. We must stop walking around calling normal what God calls a curse. Because the hand of God went from my head to my foot and I can't 
dance and shout and have a ball in Jesus because he loves me. I said it on Wednesday. He's a wild man, and uh, that's good. He's a wild man for Jesus. He knows how to see. I would say he's one of the best I've ever seen that understands how to flow in supernatural things. It's, let me say it this way. Flow in spiritual things. In other words, do we need physical things to work in our life, or do we need spiritual things? Well, this is somebody that knows how to make those things work. Well, one of the things that, you know, I have people that think that I know a lot of scripture or, or stuff like that at times. I've heard that. And um, I, I'll put it to you like this. I was listening to one of his teachings for the first time, and I was sitting there driving down the road going, this man is making me feel like an idiot on scripture. <laughs> I mean, that is how much he was flowing. He was pulling out nuggets out of scripture from this and that and everywhere. And I was sitting there going, wow, this is awesome. Like, this is just amazing. And so, and, you know, the Lord just, he supernaturally connected us. And I believe that he's going to help you in your life. So I'm looking forward to it. So, amen? Amen. amen. Well, we, uh, every week we pray for a different body of Christ. And uh, one of our uh, good friends in the ministry is Harvest Church and Pastor Bill Baldwin. And uh, he's, a, he's a great friend. Well, they're in transition right now because they just sold their building. Well, the issue is they ain't got a building. <laughs> so they have actually rented the same building that was theirs, and they're having service on Saturday night, and instead of Wednesday night, they're having it on Tuesday night. And uh, so they're in the middle of this transition. Well, I don't know about you if you've ever been in transition, but, man, I wish somebody were praying for me. And uh, so he said, man, the services have been great, uh, but we're ready to, you know, go ahead and let's get this out of this transition, get into the place that God has uh, for us. And so I know that God's going to do great things in the transition and beyond. They're a part of our body. Let's lift them up. Will you agree with me? Amen. Lord, we just lift up Harvest Church right now, and we praise you for Pastor Bill and Miss Karen. Lord, we just praise you and thank you, thank you, thank you for who they are in the kingdom. Lord, let your blessing and let your mercy pour out on them. Let your blessing and your mercy, your wisdom, your anointing pour out in Harvest Church. Lord, thank you for just making your will happen in them, Lord. We just, we just ask that nothing that the devil tries to bring will find its mark, that every strategy will be disassembled by the Holy Spirit, that no weapon formed against them shall prosper, but they will walk in the glory and the power of God in every ounce of it, every bit that you have planned in your heart, every good plan, every perfect work that you have in your... In your heart, Father, for them, let it be so. And, Lord, we just thank you. We ask for wisdom and protection on Pastor Bill. We ask for your anointing to rise up. And, Lord, we just give you the glory for that right now. We plead the blood of Jesus over Harvest and over Pastor Bill and Karen. And, Lord, we just thank you. We love them. 
and we thank you for them. We praise you for them and who they are in the body of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory. So uh, we've been in a series called Resurrection. Uh, it's Resurrection, Leave, Stay, and Go. And what we talked about is, uh, we talked about the very first week is, what kind of love did it take for Jesus to leave heaven and come to this earth? You know, in that position, he's equal with God. That's what the scripture says. In that position, he ain't got no problems. We got problems. He ain't got no problems. What? He's sitting with God in the position of authority already. You know, he's already there. He's already where he needs to be. What kind of love would cause him to decide to come and fix somebody who at that time was classified as his enemy? What kind of love would do that? And then we looked at once he's done that, that kind of love enough, the answer to that question ought to be bringing us to so much revelation about what he thinks about us. But then you, then you look at what kind of love made him stay on the earth when he had an easy button. All he had to do was just press the button and say, Lord, send your angels, I'm out of here. What kind of love caused him to stay? What kind of love caused him to stay on the cross? Go through the torture, go through the pain, stay on the cross for you. He didn't do it wrong. We did. What kind of love caused him to stay there? It's huge. And then last week, that same love we discussed, that same love is at work. It's not like, all right, this, this action took love and this one didn't. That same love was at work when he went, when he was going. In, in other words, Resurrection, leave, stay, and go. That same love was in the act of him going. That same love was going. But see, a lot of times we're like, well, you know, and even the disciples are, you're going? You're leaving? You know? And sometimes we don't see that his same love was at work. And what we saw in that is that his love did not stop at the cross. It was not a means to an end, his love in leaving heaven, staying on the cross, and now to go was the means to a beginning. And that beginning was found right here where he says, John uh, 16, 7, he said, but I tell you the truth, it's to your advantage that I go. It's your advantage. His same love was at work for him to go. And we talked about it last week. What did him, when he went... When he said, all right, it's time for me to go, what did that do? And we talked about a list, and it says, through the empty, tent, uh, empty tomb and his going to heaven, his enemies, our enemies, are defeated. The Holy Spirit has come to us. Resurrection power was released in you. You were given authority. You were given the ability to see from the perspective of heaven. He works with us. He intercedes for us. He gave us fullness of life. And now we can receive that love and give it. And all of that took place not because he left heaven and not because he stayed on the cross, but because he did those things and went back to heaven. Yeah. These were the advantages of him going. 
So it didn't just stop right at the cross. That was what empowered it. But the point was so that he could empower his love to go back and sit down at the right hand of the Father. And when he did that, all of these things were released to you and I. So how powerful was his going? It's pretty amazing. But that's not the end of going. Resurrection, leave, stay, and go. At that moment, we became his body, and there's a second part to the going. And that is that you and I are now the ones that are made to go. You and I now have a responsibility to go and be an ambassador. Romans 8.29 said this, that Jesus was the firstborn of many brethren. In other words, he was the first one that poured out the love and then he poured out the love so that he could go and accomplish his task. And as soon as he did that, he empowered all of us to get up and go with him and go be who he's called us to be. It's a second going and there's just as much power in that because it's his power, his resurrection life, his resurrection power in us now that gives us the ability to go in that same power. Jesus basically is telling us that I didn't want my works to cease. I wanted them to be multiplied. And that happens through you. It doesn't happen through Pastor Brian it doesn't happen through apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers only. It happens through every member of the body of Christ. Everyone that decides, I have a responsibility to go, and because I have that responsibility, I'm going to do it. And as soon as they take that step of obedience, they, God and Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit goes with them. And now the power of God is not just released once through Christ, it is released, multiplied exponentially through every believer that will accept that charge. 1 John 4 Verse 7 through 11, it says, Beloved, let us love one another. You know, this is the first thing. We're, this is our job. This is part of going. Is This is what he's telling us to do. Your going is loving on one another. You're going in the power of God, going in the love of God, going in the will of God. Now that he's empowered you to go, your going is loving on other people. This is not, you know, uh, uh, you know, option. This is a commandment. This is who we're called to be. Let us love one another, for love is from God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. You see, his Leaving, staying, and going all led to the point where we could now become born into his family. We could be who he's actually called us to be. All of it, the end result was for you to now go. That's what he was paying for. That's what he was getting to. The end result was so that you could now go. So in other words, if we you know, say, oh, thank you, Jesus, for leaving... Thank you, Jesus, for staying on that cross. Even thank you, Jesus, for going back to heaven. And that's the end of it. We've missed the biggest part of what we are called to do. We missed the biggest part and the biggest reason for why he did all those things. If you don't go, 
then you are throwing away all of that. You're burying every one of those talents and ability and the potential of Christ. If you're not being an ambassador, you individually, well, I'm not a preacher. I didn't say anything about being a preacher. I said about being a part of the body of Christ and going. Your life preaches as you start to love on one another and you start to be the disciple that he's called you to be. Your life preaches. Your life will preach better than you ever put words to if you'll really live it. It's the going. It's the being willing to do whatever the Lord, my Lord, the director of my life, asked me to do. Let us love one another, for love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Verse 8, the one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. By this, the love of God was manifested in us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world so that we might live through him. You could say it like this. This is why Jesus was manifested, so that we might go through him, with him, empowered by him. Life in the fullness does not happen. Living through him does not happen without your going. You're going. Not his going, not my going. You're going. In this love, in this is love, not that we loved God. In other words, we, we didn't do this by ourselves. Not that we loved God first is what it's saying, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation of our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. In the context of this message this morning, what he's saying is, look, you couldn't go until Jesus left heaven and then went back for you. But now because he's done that, it empowered you to be what the plan of God was the whole time. For you to be another one of the children of God that has the power of the Father and the will of God's love pouring through you. That's been his plan from the garden. It never changed. It's always been the same. He said, take dominion. Have dominion over these things. Rule. What is he saying? He's saying, bring. Bring about the dominion of my heart into this world. That's what it was in the garden. That's still what it is today. And it all comes down to, will you go empowered by the one who went for you? But see, a lot of times we think that just showing up here is going. This is not going. This is a part of going, but this is not going in itself. Going is being willing to do whatever God asks you to do every hour, every second, every minute of the day. That's going. In other words, if God asks you to forgive your spouse, you forgive your spouse. If God asks you to forgive the dude that taking up the parking space, we need to name that guy because I use him all the time. I don't know what his name is. I think his name's Jerk. But anyway, we, 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 need, we always talk about that guy, and, and we forgive Jerk, Lord. We just forgive Jerk. We're, we, we don't like that he always steals our parking spot, but you know, we forgive him. That's going. <laughs> that that's going when you're sitting in the store and the Lord says hey go ask that person if you can pray for them they need a blessing that's going when you're sitting in worship service and you're not an outgoing type and the Holy Spirit says I want you to raise your hands today 
that obedience to the leading of the Holy Spirit is your going. You know, when things are not going your way, but, but God says, let it go. That's going. He says, forget about that. It, you're, you know, your feelings on this issue is not as important as my love going out of you is. In other words, you can't be who you're called to be if you keep holding on to everything that doesn't go your way. Let me say that again. You can't be who you're called to be if you keep holding on to everything that doesn't go your way. Matter of fact, you're going to live a miserable life. And it's going to stink. Because things are not going to go your way because you live in a corrupted world. So let's go about it and look at it from a different angle. Let's come at this instead of coming at it from a corrupted world which says, I deserve to be treated better. Let's come at it from God's view that says, I actually don't deserve to be treated better. I'm just kind of praising God that I'm here and loved by him. That he left heaven for me. That he stayed on the cross for me. That he went back to heaven with me and provided this list of things that's so awesome. All of a sudden you start thanking God about what he's done. You forget about the stuff that people have done wrong to you. It puts you in the right frame of mind. It puts you in the love of going for Christ. Because he went, his love could now manifest in all of us. Ephesians 2 verse 4 through 7 says this, But God being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, he made us alive together with Christ. Made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And when he made us alive together, in verse 6, and he raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Verse 7, so that in the ages to come he might show, show what? The surpassing riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. This is what he's trying to get across. He's trying to get to the world. I got kindness for you. I got riches of grace. Matter of fact, it's more than just riches. It's surpassing riches. It's not just riches, it's surpassing riches. And what is he trying to do? He's trying to show that to the world. And how does he do it? Through us. He's already done the part that he needed to. Now he just empowers us to be the children of God. He empowers us to go. To forgive to let go, to be empowered, to be full of life. What are those riches? It's that same list above. Those riches are your enemies are defeated. The Holy Spirit has come. Resurrection power is released in you. You have authority. Now you're seated with Christ in heavenly places. You have the ability to not see things from a corrupted earth looking up, but to see things from a holy and powerful heaven, the kingdom of God. You have the ability to see things from a place where the problems are already solved. And so you stop looking at the problems, you start looking at the solution. Peace comes. People see it and you're able to speak that into their lives too. Amen. 
that list. We're, we're able, he's working with us. He's interceding for us. He's given us fullness of life. We now have the ability to receive love and to give it. These are the exceeding riches, and, and there's probably more that we can list, but somehow I think you know, they're pretty much all covered in that. It's just his goodness. He said it like this. It's in his kindness. It's his kindness. Matthew 28, verse 18 through 20 says this, And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Is this requirement met, what he just said? Has this happened? He left heaven, heaven, he stayed on the cross, and now he's going. He now has gone back to heaven, and he sat down at the right hand of the Father where all authority was given to him. Has this requirement been met? Yes, it has. So verse 19, he says, because this is done, you go therefore. Go number two. Go and do what I did. Shed the love of God. Show them the surpassing riches of my grace and kindness. Be to the world the love of God. Forgive them. Let the stuff go. Move into the joy of the Lord. Move into the power of the Lord. Be willing to be obedient no matter what I ask of you. Be willing to, in a second, drop what you're doing and be who I've called you to be. Stop making excuses about it. You'll find that when you're just obedient to God, He'll put you in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing, and it'll be the best place it's at that place he can start piling the blessings of God up in your life and all of a sudden when you need a blessing it's already there why because you were obedient beforehand second he says go therefore and make disciples baptizing them in the name of the father and son the holy spirit teaching them to observe all that i commanded you and lo i'm with you always even until the end of the age in other words i haven't left you alone it's not like i'm saying go and see you in a thousand years and have fun that's not what jesus was saying he was saying go i'm with you go act like it go act like i'm with you not like you're by yourself because you're not by yourself you see, a lot of times when we get frustrated and we get flustered, it's because we think we're handling it all on our own and Jesus is sitting there with us going, why are you doing that? I'm right here. Hand it to me. How many people have ever seen when you were trying to solve a problem, trying to solve a problem, trying to solve a problem and never solved, all of a sudden you finally you get it? Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy that bore with me for this long until I got it. And then all of a sudden you've been trying to solve the problem, trying to solve the problem. You get it and you say, oh, Jesus, I can't do this. Here's your problem. How many people have ever done that and all of a sudden it goes, bink, and gets solved? Why don't we do that with every problem? What is it about the human corrupted flesh that makes us go and say, oh, I'll fix that one. Thank you for the other stuff, Jesus, but I'll fix this one. Like we're going to do a better job. Like you got more wisdom than God. This is a part of going. Is that we learn how to immediately say, hey, you know, I love what Jesse says. You know, you get a bill in the mail. Well, let's say you just get a bill in life, like life is demanding something of you. Jesus, you got mail. You got mail. It's not mine. Why? You're his ambassador. 2 Corinthians 5, 
20 says it like this. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were making an appeal through us. When you go willing to be a witness, willing to be a living testimony for God, God works through you. And he preaches to the world about just how good he is. But when we make excuses and we think we have options to, to you know, hold on to what we deserve, instantly we take away God's ability to preach through us. How selfish is that? And yet we've been taught to do that since we were so high. We've got to ditch that because that way is a lie and his way is truth. And we've got to walk into the ability to just be obedient in an instant to God. Anything that holds me back from obedience to God is something that's preventing his goodness. Does, he not, does God not deserve to be preached about from the rooftops? Doesn't he deserve that? He does. Then why would we stand in the way of him preaching through us by holding on to problems? Why would we stand in the way of him preaching and going through us by us being flustered and frustrated? Why would we stand in the way of that by saying, I'm scared of talking to that person? God knew what was going to happen when you talked to that person. You think he's going to tell you to go talk to the person that, that's you know, going to pull out the axe on you? Or, I mean, like, like, I mean that's, or, or do we just not trust God? See, God is like, I don't know if I want to go over there and do that. I'm not sure I should. Like God's going to tell you to go do a wrong thing. And the devil certainly ain't going to tell you to go witness. We are ambassadors as though God were making an appeal through us so that that list above of what Jesus accomplished by leaving, staying, and going could not just be ours, but we could share that with everybody and share his goodness. Mark 16, 19, and 20 says this, When the Lord Jesus has spoken to him, he was received up into heaven. He went, he sat down at the right hand of God, and they went out and preached everywhere. He left heaven. He stayed on the cross, and now he went to heaven, and now they are doing their part. They're going. They're, they're the second go. They're going in the power of God. And what happened? The same thing that happened to them will happen to you as you take that task. It's not an impossible mission. It's not an impossible task. It is completely doable. And you've got to understand that this is the testimony that God gives you when you decide to take on this mission, to take on this task, and go in the power of, of God, the same thing will happen to you. And they went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word by signs following. He will confirm the word in you the same way that he worked with the disciples right there. He's not a respecter of persons. 
Lord, I just ask right now that anybody that needs healing in their body, that they will be healed in Jesus' name. I ask, Lord, for where wisdom is needed, that wisdom will be poured out. I ask, Lord, that things right now that have held them back will unravel, that they will see the truth of it. I ask right now, Lord, that you will work with your word. Pour out that list manifested in their lives. Manifest your goodness. Lord, pour out favor right now, Lord. Pour out your love manifest that love in people in these lives bring solutions Lord on Thursday when they have a problem and they need an answer right now Lord we just declare wisdom rises up and solves that issue and they look back and know hey that was God who did that right now Lord when they receive that bad news know that you're with them that you're not going to give them more than they can handle you're not going to allow them to be tempted but they will triumph in it no matter what it looks like And anything that says they're not going to triumph, they can't do it, they know it's a lie from the devil, right now manifest that power of God. Lord, we thank you. Your love is solving issues. Your love right now is solving problems. Solving problems. Breaking the ties that have bound them. Bringing the anointing of Christ in every way. Lord, thank you for your love and your mercy. Thank you, Father, for your love and your mercy. And Lord, right now, just just stand up with me and accept this challenge, accept this charge for yourself. Lord, you're worthy of following. In the going, you are worthy of following and going myself. You're worthy of being obedient to. Your love is so awesome. You're worthy to preach about. And right now, Lord, we receive a commissioning because all authority has been given to you. Now we follow your word, the direction to go, to be an ambassador, to make disciples, and live a life that will preach about your goodness. If that's you, just just raise your right hand right now and say, Lord, I will go for you. Lord, we will go for you and we thank you. We will live the life. We won't make excuses for it. We won't have an option to not go. We will go for you. We receive the charge. We receive the commission. We are your ambassadors in Jesus' name. Amen. And know that he will empower you and work with you to do exactly that. He will not leave you without any strength. He will not leave you without any power. He will not leave you without any hope. He will empower you to be and to live out the love of God. Beloved, let us love one another as we go. Amen? Amen. Amen. Father, thank you. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for sealing this in their hearts right now. We praise you. We worship you. And Lord, let us worship you now as we live the life that you've called us to live. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have a great day. We love you.